Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Welcome ladies, gentlemen and beasts of Nurgle to that 6++ Plus Show. Whoa! <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was something. I am your host, Tom. Uh, we are live, which means this is going to be even more enlarging than it normally is, which is good fun. Very excited to be on. Really excited to have some people actually here and commenting. That means the world to us. That's really, really lovely of you all. Thanks very much. Um, so, who have I got? I've got a little team today. We've, we've been experimenting with trying to have millions of people all at once. This time we've got three. Three of the best. And I'm joined, as ever, by my dear leader, Chris. How are you doing, Chris? I'm very well, thank you. Very excited. You've got your horn sound effect. Oh, Good. Mate. You didn't tell us you had that, which was nice. Was <laughs> I, knew. I knew it was coming. Day. It was Aaron's idea. He was like, <laughs> I've got a full soundboard here. So yeah. uh, you wait. That's at various points. I think emotionally, that's the equivalent of being the orc player that shouts "wah." Just so you know, that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's very much the the company you're keeping. Up. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Other than getting um, yeah, I'm currently painting um, iron striders, the lads chickens. I say yeah. plural. There's one. I'm painting one of those. <laughs> Um, so I've got seven for my list for Manchester. Like I haven't had to paint a model for a tournament for a very long time. It's just been all set and all ready to go. So it's quite nice to have Super that exciting. new army rush. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think it's really cool that you've you've sort of got some got some practice in and you're going to take them out to a GT and see how it goes. I think it's going to be really really fun. Um, and it's one of those things where I don't know how I might go into this meta at the moment. So I'm really curious to see. I think it's going to be really fun. Um, and you're, you're going to catch some people out me as well. Me and the enemy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly that. They've got all the buffs. They've got all the buffs. Just I'm on a two up. Just save on a two up. This unit saves on two up. Two up all the time. Try that for five turns. Yeah, it's all all two ups all the time. Exactly. Great, excellent. Right. Well, I'm also joined by Ed. How are you doing, Ed? Yeah, not bad. Better than last week. Um, my my neck now now works. I have I've lost to Dark Angels again. uh, (laughs) I still haven't got hair. I'm actually one in five in my practice games winning up Manchester. <laughs> oh, 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 uh, I am not feeling good. The, the problem <laughs> is, I'm I'm practicing into really good players. Better players than I'm expecting to play at Manchester. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that just skews it, or if it's just not good times for Tau at the moment. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how I feel at the end of this weekend. Yeah, yeah I think it's interesting. You have to um, not let it get you down, I think. There's, yeah. there's a risk that you just lose, lose, and lose, and you go in with the wrong mindset. And I think yeah. if your mindset switches, you'll you'll end up making mistakes that you probably wouldn't have made had you had a bit more of a positive positive outlook. Totally. Oh, not me. I've got that uh, American outlook. I'm I'm oh, sure temporarily embarrassed. <laughs> worst player, uh, best player in the world. You know, nobody knows it yet, but um, they'll find out. They'll find out. You definitely would beat Siegler and Anavati at any point oh. in time. You just haven't yeah. had the chance yet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I can't play them, no. And exactly. also. Never mind, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> like, let's, let's not say inflammatory things. <laughs> about countries, not about the players. No, absolutely. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, one, th- one thing that we'll talk about, there's obviously a popping up of these uh, artillery lads, the old Desolation Marines. I don't know how you feel about those into Tau, but it feels like they can hurt all your lovely little chaff things. That You feel like they're always quite yeah. important to Tau to have those unhurt. I'm just um, going to start everything off the board. Yeah, just like the whole that, I think. Well, yeah. all the stuff that cares... Yeah, the yeah. desolations. It's it's AP one, 
into cover, I believe. Mm. Mm -hmm. So the stuff that matters has a two-up save. So I'm not too concerned. Sure. And the armies that are taking them are Dark Angels, which I'm going to lose to anyway. So <laughs> it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, I kind of feel the same about it. I still, I'm still not sold that lots of Desolation Marines is good, but we need to see. We need to see how it I'm, plays I'm out. I'm really, really pumped. I'd like to play into it because I want to get a feel for how yeah. it goes. Um, but yeah, I've taken the anti Dark Angel tech out of my list and accepted this is a bad matchup. I'm just gonna, you know, avoid I'm it. Dodge it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, just dodge the matchup. Just yeah, I'm it. gonna be a good player and get good pairings, and that's gonna. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the divine run. I used to be. Able to, I used to be really lucky like that, and then my luck has run away from me, and now I just get. Now I get really good players all the time, which is fine. I'm up for that, but I miss the uh, luck of the laughing god. It was a good time. Um, I'm also joined tonight by Lewis. How are you doing, Lewis? Hello, very sir. I am good, thank you. How are you? I am very well. I, I am very... to speak there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Lewis, <laughs> Lewis Strange, breaking what under the this? pressure. <laughs> Hello, yes, fellow <laughs> humans. I'm also here. <laughs> yeah. oh, dear. Genuinely, I didn't think I'd be nervous, but here yeah. we are. It's like you know, like when you tell like a, a waitress to also enjoy their meal, that sort of thing. You just, you just, have, you just have like a brain fart and just send, like, send the wrong energy back. That's all right. There's nothing to be nervous about. I've forgotten all about the people. I don't think there's any people even here now, so it's fine. We can, we can carry on. Carry like on. They're not here. They're just as afraid of you as you are of them. Imagine um, them naked. <laughs> I think we've probably met all of our viewers, so we can probably um, manage that. That's a reason. Sorry, man. guys. There's a reason that left the building. Yeah, sorry, Jack. <laughs> not to call you out. <laughs> um, have you done any hobby, Lewis? Got any yes, done, done a bit of hobby actually. So uh, the Falchion is finished. Well, as Good. finished as it's going to be. Um, Good. I've even come up with a name for her and a little bit of background as well. So Lovely. She's Amy's now twitching. well and truly part of the army. That's um, excellent. Her name is Matilda, which oh, in Old Germanic means Battle Maiden. So okay. kind of fluff around the Imperial Fists. They've got a lot of Germanic names. Yeah. Um, so I've started naming my squads various things from old Germanic history and old names, things like that. And I'm just building bits of background for each, each squad yeah. and each unit. So um, hopefully yeah, it should should come together as a nice little story about the force. Yeah, Quick really sidebar, yep. given the size of it, it's an absolute unit. I feel like you should have called it Mrs. Trunchbull. Instead. Yeah, I agree. I just, <laughs> just, just yeah, put it yeah, that yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can imagine just swinging your small child around by its turret. Anything in an entire cake. Have we got? Have we had Falchion post photos up on the socials yet? We need to get those up tomorrow. No, Lewis put some on his, but yeah, I can put. I can steal yeah. them. Put steal them. them. Steal the right. Steal, three. steal them away. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's no highlights done. No weathering done. But it's in a position where I can take it to Gibraltar and not feel too embarrassed about deploying it. So that's the main. Beyond the use of the unit itself. So that's good. I also I filmed a battle report with my knights. So oh, uh, plug, plugging a different channel, BFS Wargaming. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> played into Patrick's and his Votan leagues of oh, yeah. Votan. I won't reveal the result, but it was mm. it literally came down to the last dice roll oh, of spice. the game, um, oh, which is always the best best sort of games when that happens. Yeah. Um, made a couple of mistakes. I'm definitely rusty with the knights, um, mm. so uh, got lots of things to improve on. But it was a really incredible game. So um, that's awesome. And uh, hopefully that'll be up in the next few days with a bit of luck. Um, but yeah, yeah very, um, very. What else? I think. Saffron World and GT selling very well. Got one ticket left. So one if, ticket if left. Anyone watching this stream that wants to come to Saffron World and play amazing games of Warhammer on crazy boards, uh, you've got one more opportunity before it sells out. Get it. Um, where do they find that? 
Is there a website link? Yes. So just literally just Google the Saffron Slam. It comes up the very the very top thing when you Google Saffron Slam. And that's the same for the Sigmar tournament as well on 3rd and 4th of June. If Jack is still listening after us thinking of him naked, um, <laughs> he can. He is, he's going to help me run that because I know nothing about Sigmar. So. Uh, but the tickets are also live for that now. So um, just Great. Google Saffron Slam and they'll all come up. Uh, yeah, very exciting. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see what Saffron Slam is like. Uh, I learned today that there is a ravine board, which is yeah, Roy. absolutely breathtaking. I love that. <laughs> absolutely love that. I can see that being extremely funny and also extremely frustrating. So we'll see how, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, you're it's... on that board. Oh, sorry. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they just block like a little crossing point with just 50 Terminators. You'd be like, oh, no. I'm, never, I'm, never, I'm never getting over to the other What you've got to do, you've got to convince him to shovel all his Terminators down one little ravine and then just jump to the other side. And then, yeah. uh, then he screwed. Um... Um, he's, he's too canny for that sort of thing. <laughs> it's worth giving a little shout out to Paul James because he came second at Battlefield Birmingham uh, weekend just gone. I've actually got to write the review up of that for Goonhammer and I'm looking really looking forward to slagging that list off. <laughs> giving, giving it the absolute rinsing that it deserves whilst also like giving the internet some some cool tips about how Paul gets the absolute most out of Dark Angels Terminators. So it's going to be going to be a really fun one to write. Um, okay, great. So here's the show we are going to be thinking about upcoming balance slate and balance changes now maybe they don't do much because we're towards the end of an edition that's not ruled it out but we're going to assume that there's going to be some balance changes made and we're going to talk about some things that we would like to see some hopes and we're also going to be talking about some things that maybe we don't want to see or we'd be worried about as consequences some fears um whoever came up with the title thank you for nodding to that beautiful Keen album. Mm. Uh, I can still my mom, one of my mum's favourite uh, Keen Keen albums of all time. It's a classic album. It's an absolute okay. banger. Echoey octave piano. Oh, the, the very best. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to be working with. Then we'll do a little bit of a, a law promotion. Chris has got a tactical tip, and we'll do questions at the end. But before we do any of that, Chris is going to uh, demonstrate how good we are at self promotion by doing some self promotion. Chris, have you got any promotion you would like to self? Yeah, and look how at the bottom it now says Ploose Roundup because I've seen the sleeve. Oh, that's that. that's pretty clever. Um, and didn't raise your attention to it at all. Um, <laughs> cool. So unlike last time, we've actually released some videos. So that's been quite good. Um, all the usual stuff. So we've got Davey talking about how wonderful or not wonderful Tyranids are. Um, and then Aaron's back with his towel. Um, Ed, episode four. Talking about Tyler Conviction, I'm sure <laughs> episode five will be out at some point, won't it, Ed? Yeah. Uh, Thursday, I think it'll probably be. Thursday. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, so that'll be just in time for uh, Manchester. Hello, Danny. Um, we love you. Yeah, Tom <laughs> is, uh, Tom's back with talking about the key units of Gene Steeler Cult. Absolutely. Um, there's not many of them. But, They're um, really not, and you know exactly what they are. I, I didn't even, I was like, I just like, neophytes. <laughs> neophytes. Just go and buy. Eight boxes of Neo. Job done. And then hate yourself. Yeah, Boom! Uh, <laughs> um, Quality content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's why they people pass the big box, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we had another state of play. Uh, I haven't done a state of play for a while, but um, Tom was joined by Mr. David Gaylard, as yes. well as Mr. Lee Churchwood. Um, and they discussed all things um, Astro in the Time. I and mean, that was actually really interesting. It's, it's really generated some. Fascinating comments on the YouTube channel. People yeah, turns out, turns out some people don't like Guard very much at the moment. Yeah, but, uh, uh, passionate. The, the more the more sort of relaxed about the state of things, people seem to really enjoy it. Um, and David was a brilliant, brilliant guest. Had a really fun time with it. Yeah, he's he's really great. Um, and then we've just released um, 
a list doctor episode in which tom talks about the iandan wraith host yes this if you haven't watched it this is the only bit of content this week where i'm gonna be like Go and watch it because it turns out Iandan have some bloody lovely little tricks in in that. Fa- it's the sub faction you literally never see, for good reason. It is not it's not the optimal way to play elves at all. But if you're interested in playing wraiths and you're interested in playing Iandan, there's actually a few really nice little tricks in the relics, in the in the combos, in the strats that I think actually you can set an army up um, to pl- to play the game in quite an interesting way and a very non craft world kind of way where you're really going to boss. Um, the objectives with big bricks of wraiths uh, and i had a lot of fun doing that because it's just fun researching a new sub-faction and working out what you can mm. do with it right in reality is that army like silent on the battlefield yeah I mean, that would be more creepy no i think oh yeah silence. it would be it would be yeah people getting sucked into the warp left right and center because yeah. that's what the guns do isn't it the yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The warp. <laughs> no they would be they would be extremely creepy i think it's it's and as i said so the gareth the, the list the photos that gareth sent in for it just beautiful because he's even got like wraith farseer wraith guardians everything everything is like a little wraith contract they've all got the little heads so there's not a not a sort of organic life form in the battle it's really cool really really cool awesome um and speaking of eldari <laughs> just currently editing because we had some chump called vic vj ah yes yeah, um, lesser known yeah uh, not well known at all uh, um, horrible but... voice as well really grating yeah 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 he's just like <laughs> I've played Vic quite a few times now, and oh, he's such a babe. has been absolutely zero progress in my games against him. Um, <laughs> kind of went like get tabled using custodies against his towel, score like sixty points, then play into Emperor's um, children with my Harlequins, get tabled, score about sixty points, and then play into his elves, get tabled and score like forty points. So yeah, I'm really improving as a player. Uh, that's that's been nice um but no he came on and he spoke about all things aldari um and i'm about halfway through editing it at the moment it's been really really it's a really fun episode and and he obviously he's he's got a very very deep love for that army and you could really feel that in the in the in the advice we're going to try and get him to come back for for the law thing that lewis will be talking about a bit later on because i think i think he that's a faction he will talk about all day and not just from a sort of rules perspective either yeah absolutely what's happened with us getting all these big stars on the podcasts just the pulling power of Tom, man. Yeah, it's just the stratosphere we're in now, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I, my rule with it was always, if I meet people, I will ask them to come on. And we've, in recent times, we've just been, we've been playing some and sort of hanging about with some big. Stephen big Box is yeah. supposed to be coming on. Stephen Box, where are you, Stephen Box? You owe me a reply. I send you a, a little, a little email, Stephen. Come, come on the show. Talk about world eaters. I really want to talk about it. I know you can hear me. I know you're out there somewhere. <laughs> As if you've just told you on yourself like that. You seem like the like kind that. of guy that's got time to hang around in a chat when you're not doing all your 40k work. Come find me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Very hopeful to get a Stephen Box in the future. Um, Jamie Bolkin will be coming to talk Custodes. Obviously, number one Custodes last time out. So that's I think that's the next one we've got lined up, just working out when we're actually going to record that. Um, we also have to reanimate the show with James Marsden because I, I lost it. Oh, yeah. I, I screwed up the I screwed up the recording, and we, we're going to try and get him reanimated and up and running again to talk Necrons in the near future as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we've got a couple of battle reports, which I need to... Um... Which I need to polish off. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the kind of the the near future of our video content. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole bunch of stuff. With the machine is well and well and truly whirring at this point, so we'll, we'll just keep keep that good stuff coming, guys. Have I got okay. a train sound? No, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> you know what you're doing next week? 
going to go and yeah, you need to up your sound effect game. I do, yeah. Okay, so we did find the soft jazz yesterday. So uh, oh, a lot I of was background. hoping we were going to start with some soft jazz, but you can't. Maybe. You can't. That's the fireside thing. You can't yeah. go in that. You can't step on their turf, right? I think. I'll share with you the tracks later on. I maybe we should have some some drill music instead. <laughs> I don't even know what that sounds like, but I know it's our vibe. <laughs> that's yeah. That's us, four white boys. <laughs> <laughs> you've, uh, you've nailed it. Yeah, absolutely right. Okay, I think when we're ready to get into the main main event for this show, which is talking balance day to slate balance changes, we're probably due one quite soon. I would expect early April, but I'm no no expert in these things. Um, so today we're going to talk about some hopes and fears for the balance day to slate and balance changes. This is realistically the last set of balance changes we're going to get for this edition, I would guess. Um, and so it's the last go around at getting a sort of nice sort of end of edition meta. So I think I think it's it would be good to see it done well and, and leave us with with a, a, few, a couple of months of sort of nicely nicely poised uh, games and interesting events as we as we see out the end of the edition. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with hopes. I'm going to ask each of you for one of your hopes for the balance day state. Then I'm going to offer one as well. Um, and we'll see how far that gets us. If we've got more hopes, we can keep going for a little bit. If not, we'll move into fears, as everything must eventually turn to fear and darkness and despair. Um, so, Lewis, you're up first. Tell us your hope, or a hope, for the balance data slate or balance changes. Other than Imperial Fists becoming the best army in the whole game? Well, it looks like, you're, it's like you've gone, playing them. Yeah, you've gone two-footed in on that, right? You're, you're, you're assuming that's happening, right? You've got you've got all in. Thank you, Elo Wizzle. Apparently, there's one coming after Adepticon. That's really helpful. Thank you very much. That's Excellent. Yeah. Yes. Well, obviously, so Imperial Fists are going to start with the ninety percent win rate. So that's that's hope number one. Ninety percent win rate. <laughs> right. Okay. We've got a couple of months left. It's their time to be completely oppressive and crush all before them. Yeah. Um, okay. Which is the most important thing to do. Um, yeah. No. I, no. On it's on a similar vein. Um, but I, I would. It would be quite nice that they remove some of the nerfs that are affecting some of the older books. Okay. Imperial Fists are a good example in that they've had their. Um, Actually, their strength and um, their damage buff restricted on strength, things like that. So some of yeah. the smaller heavy weapons don't get it and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure it breaks the game to, to remove some of those. Um, you take, like they did with Admech, they kind of just deleted all the FAQs and all the nerves. So you're they saying take I can get core on my Talos back, that's what you're saying? Yeah, exactly, things like that. I'd vote, I'd, vote, I'd vote for that. Yeah. I'd, I'd vote for that. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I like, I like, I like I the I'm not doing amazing at the moment. No, absolutely. So. Dark Technomancer Lick Fires. Just no, 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 that one's great. <laughs> oh, live a little. Oh, okay. No, no. <laughs> did you play into it? <laughs> no, I, I never tried did. it on TTS. I didn't want into to go myself. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Dark Technomancering yourself. <laughs> well, I couldn't do it to another person in good conscience. No, that's fair. <laughs> that's absolutely fair. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, right? It does. So, what do you have any factions you'd particularly like to see get those kind of redos or or adjustments, Lewis? Um, well, other than the ones that we suggest, obviously uh, Drukari not doing great, so it'd be really good to yeah. to, to roll some stuff back because I, I think it is a good test what taking things, taking changes away mm. does to a faction, rather mm. than adding more rules to try and buff them back up. Because you you, you look at the win rates and. and you look at Drakari, look at Imperial Fish, you look at Knights, you say actually they need stuff to help them, but actually perhaps if you if you take a couple of the nerfs away, do you have the same effect? Yeah. Um, so I think it would be quite nice to see that. Um, Knights have a good one. The um, And I, I don't know whether this was this might have just been an oversight when they wrote the Codex, but when the 
book first came out, you used to be able to give the big knights like Valiants multiple exalted courts, which is the up the paid points upgrades for them. Right. Okay. Um, and that was really great because it was some amazing combos you could put on the Valiant and you could put on the bigger knights. Um, that I, I thought if you were allowed to do that again, you might actually push them to a point where they become a bit more competitive with the armages. Okay. Um, and you might encourage people. And I know my knight list has got like forty points spare. So. Oh, that would be nice. Do yeah. two twenty-five point up or two twenty-point updates. Yeah. That'd be great. And just give my uh, give the Valiants a couple of extra things. Like you could give one of them the ability to come on from reserve turn one and things like that. So, um, mm. something like that might just just tick some of those bigger knights back up a little bit and help them. Yeah. Try and improve on their win rate slightly without just making the armages overpowered again. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I think I think that's yeah. It's certainly valid to nibble at some of those old old limitations and see see what sorts of things you unleash and i guess you yeah you want to be careful there's probably for things like dark technomancers probably doesn't need to make a comeback I'm, yes i'm, I'm only yeah, joking. we would have we thought don't... that about admet couldn't we yeah um, it's true, we, it's true. We never, and no one ever thought that 20 vanguard being transhuman two plus couldn't be modified all that sort of crap that they could do no one i think a year ago if anyone had said take give that back to Admech, everyone would have gone, oh, it's going to destroy everything. It's true. Well, yeah, it's true. Well, this weekend, boys. Chris wins Manchester. He'll be showing everyone how it's done. Rob Kimpton says, Drakari are fine with a little kiss face. It's true, Rob. <laughs> they are fine. Like, talented players like yourself can do just fine with them, but people like me who just want to go and smash the Talos into people are having a terrible time at the moment because the Talos, <laughs> Talos doesn't get caught, cool, which is sad. I'd like, I'd like caught on the Talos. And just with Kronos as well, actually. I do like it on those as well. Um, okay, cool. How about you, Ed? Any hope you'd like to share? I'm I'm just going to straight up steal it, uh, Space Marines. Yeah. I hope when they... Uh, I'm assuming that they nerf you know, Dark Angels. It would be odd if they didn't. But I hope mm -hmm. when they do, they don't also hit the other Marines that aren't overperforming. I think there's, there's three Space Marine factions that need an eye on them. Mm -hmm. Dark Angels is the obvious one. Iron Hands is another one, and then Space Wolves. I think they're the three that can really use the changes. Okay. Space Wolves? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You're going to see. You're going to yeah, see a Manchester. Alex, Alex Harrison, if you draw him, will demonstrate. Oh, is he taking Space Wolves? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, there's a, there's a few. Uh, um, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Radford does very well. Uh, yes. He's obviously been doing very well with Space Wolves before they were an army, mm. and now they're an army. So, you know, yeah, yeah, have yeah. a look at his list. There's a lot of small trade units in there. But a very valuable shooting. It's hard it's to just, It's just a wall. Yeah, it's super good. Melt as fairly sad panda says, melted guns on legs is a very a very appropriate way of looking at it. And yeah. I agree. Go on, give Silent King core back. Let's see what happens. That'd be fun. I mean, it wasn't broken at the time. It was no. just weird. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the like I think it's the only character with core in the game. And it's it's uh, it's sort of t it means he just doesn't turn up now, which is a shame because it was nice having the Silent King at, at the heart of Necron's list. So I think it was a cool a cool look. Mm. But yeah, so I, I hope they don't do stupid stuff like, oh, Terminators are now 50 points. It's like, oh, well, maybe maybe make Cyclone Missile Launches 15 points or something like that and mm. chip away at the problem. I'd be interested in seeing um, Transhuman go to either Mini Transhuman or Minus One to Wound. I think both yeah. of those would be an interesting change as well. Yeah. I I would be tempted to go in that direction as well because it, it 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 dealt with what, the last sort of equivalent issue we have, which was the Leviathan Warriors, wasn't it? It, it? That was that was a fix that pretty much pretty much got rid of that that issue. Um, Paul James won't be happy with us if that happens to Dark Angels, though. I think that would be it's a big change. It's a Does big it change. If they go, I've no idea. Honestly, I don't know. I've, I think it's it's a big change because again, it's it's that it's that fours versus. 
3366 maths, isn't it? Mm. What people really like fours for is when it skews and someone completely fails to do anything. And as soon as you skew the maths away from that, it is much less likely for that to happen. You've seen that with Harlequins in your own experience, right, Chris? As soon as you're on percentages that aren't 50-50s, which can go into 75s, can go even higher sometimes, um, it's way, way easier to hurt things. Um, I don't know, it'd be interesting. It, that wouldn't hurt the more versatile, more mixed Dark Angels list anyway. No, not as much, right? wouldn't mm. hurt them as much. There's a lot more going on in Dark Angels right now than just the Terminators and the Transhuman. Or it might actually force people into playing the 50 Terminators because if your 30 Terminators <laughs> don't do genuinely, if your 30 yeah. Terminators don't do the job, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 of them. So it might just make the game more boring to play against, although it would okay. make the army worse. Yeah. Uh, Jack Tite says, I'd like to finally be able to make a demons list where I don't immediately want to start with 3x5 flamers. Jack Tite, there's a John Lennon Sunesh list that's about to come up in Competitive Innovations on Friday. Just go and run it. It looks really fun. It's, it's, like a, it's a lot of demonettes. It's a lot of fiends. It's not Chariots. much else. I've, I Chariots, have experience yeah. into a very similar list. Yeah. Um, I played at Coventry into, um, I can't remember his name, lovely chap from Team Iceland, yeah. who was running almost pure Slanesh demons, but yeah. he had the flamers in because it's like, ah, well, okay. it was pre-nerfed flamers. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, like, yeah. you're obviously taking them. He said, I wish I didn't have to. I'm you know, hoping that they nerf it so I can drop them from my list. Mm. Um, but it is oppressive. I was charged turn one. I was tied up. I was charged turn two. I was tied up. I was charged yeah. turn three, and then I had no models left. It is absolutely insane. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about Desolation Marines, Jack. Just dodge the matchup. Just get in there. Get stuck in. Use your Slash Demons. Makes you nervous. <laughs> oh. Look at you plus one to your armor saves, though, when they shoot out of combat. That's good for demons, right? Plus yeah. one to your armor saves? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's difficult. And I think, yeah, Chris, you're absolutely right. I think, I do think the actual changes are probably likely to be limited to a narrow range of armies but we can dream and um you know let's hope they're in a sort of grenade lobbing mode i love that i love it when they decide to just chuck a bomb in there and see what happens it's always it's always a good time and you never know um so Mar marines changes ed it sounds like mostly aimed at bringing marines down is that the that's the the thinking bringing here? the top marines down without yep. making the uh, imperial fists worse I think. okay I'll, I'll throw lewis a bone here they will do well <laughs> to make them worse oh they'll find a way if they come if we come out of that data slate and they are worse i will have to applaud games Workshop. i, I think like a very competent <laughs> uh, imperial fist list that would yeah, do yeah. quite well you just take you know vanguard vets <laughs> you take all the stuff that's good and maybe you don't care so much about all the guns which feels it, weird but uh... yeah also presumably desolation marines are good in imperial fist they ignore cover that's yeah, yeah that would that would be good as far as i can see i don't if you know if, if armies are spamming them you need to get some kind of added efficiency out of them but you would mm. with imperial fist and they'd really but love they that plus one damage yeah yeah uh, three plus three what strength are their guns so the, well, the, the main oh, dart, the dart yeah, lance yeah. equivalent would be D3 plus 4 for you, yeah, in turn yeah. 1. And they, they'd, probably, <laughs> they'd, they'd combo quite well with the fist stratagem, like pre-game one, where they can just get plus 1 save for mm. standing still, because you're never going to move them, so you, yeah. you put them somewhere, then even if someone appears behind them, they're just going to have to put, or have mortars or things like that, they're going to be sitting on a 0 plus save in cover, just going, well, good luck, mm -hmm. um, shoot as many mortars at me as you want. Yeah, absolutely. Right, okay, Chris... Give us a hope, Chris. Give us something to hope about. No, um, I actually, my, I just went for a really general point, which was kind okay. of based around other Chris's points. So well done, Chris Brown. Um, <laughs> was because uh, I listened to the Meta Watch video today just to kind of like get my head around, like thinking what the things they might do. And he, the guy that does the stuff, Stu Brown, whatever his name is, um, 
made a really interesting point. He says they don't just collect their data from like GTs and super majors. We hate you, Paul. Go away. Uh, <laughs> they actually um, take it from everything. So they take yeah. it from like one dayers, like these three games. They do. They do. I believe they take it from casual games as well. Oh yeah, I think yeah. it's I Which... think it's the literally the out of straight out of the the apps. I think straight out of the get the input apps of all games. Yeah. Just yeah. a quick sidebar: what a terrible approach! <laughs> like well, yeah, what, what yeah, the like, worst way to gather data you could possibly um, go for. And his argument is, you know, we want our game to be a fair reflection on how everyone plays. Mm. Um, and but that's not it, is it? It's like the mm. game is optimized at the higher levels on the top tables. And mm. that is the thing that has the trickle down effect. And it was just a bizarre way, but that's how they view things. So that's yeah. why all these percentages they're giving us just don't seem to add yeah, up. Yeah, well, they're not the same. They're category not the same. Um, yeah. So my hope really was just that they actually do pay attention to more realistic data sources. They look at these, you know, these sort of like stat check episodes and those sorts of things. And they um, understand <laughs> that it kind of, it just makes sense <laughs> Oh, well, you're almost in a very moral dilemma here, aren't you? But I do <laughs> love Terminators, just not. <laughs> I love Terminators. What makes love... me really sad is I love, I love Death Shroud. Death Shroud are brilliant. Dark really Angels like are my favourite faction. I love Dark are Angels. They actually... Terminators. Genuinely, yeah, they, got, oh, they wow. were my first space marine. But I can't play them now. I've just played Nids. I'm playing Tau now. <laughs> yeah, I've got, you know, I'll get a reputation. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You were, you were, you can't go back there now. <laughs> Uh, Paul um, wreaking havoc in the chat as as it's meant to be. I, love I can't it. believe they do it with um, casual games, because they use this data in theory to update the balanced data slates and um, points and all that sort of stuff. Which, if you're just the playing a casual game, yeah, if you're just playing a casual game, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm generalizing, but if you're just picking up your codex and playing the game with your mate. You're probably not necessarily paying much attention to the data slate stuff. Surely. Well, of course you're not. Of course you're not. It's not. It's not really. It's not going to have a massive impact on that at all, right? How often do you see someone posting on like you know like a one upvote thread on the Warhammer competitive subreddit? How do I beat Death Guard? My friend plays them and they're unbeatable. <laughs> at the lower levels, it's <laughs> it's not about necessarily which army is stronger. Yes, there are some factions with really strong. Um, stat sheets like tyranids which would just yeah. roll over in com uh, casual as well but it's more about the player skill when you're playing casually yeah. against your friends one of these is just going to be way better than the other and yeah. that makes such a bigger difference at that level yeah. of play not, it's not worth exclusively balancing around that level yeah. i think if anyone does any tips for how we can beat death guard stuart literally runs us over every single time we play him so that would be really <laughs> it would be good to get some advice on dealing with that um because yeah we have a very very talented death guard player in our team makes it very hard work um great okay yeah I, I think i think some changes to the approach it's an evolving process right they're, they're in the conversation more than they were um you can see why they like their way because their way the numbers all look a bit closer together and i think that i think that appeals <laughs> to them. Two yeah. 36 <laughs> percent yeah, I should go and watch back the uh, the video I did with Mike Costello where I'm really optimistic about Deathwatch. Everyone like, was, he, and he's they? like, eh, I don't know. He wasn't sure. He was. I think he could tell that it was outside of literally running tons of plasma interceptors, which then immediately got nerfed. He, yeah. he wasn't. I, he wasn't sure what else would there would be. <laughs> I love how the discussion around um, Deathwatch at the moment is. So, how do you break the faction bonus so you don't have to use the Deathwatch specific, um, <laughs> you know, your your army rule, which gives you the you can have one turn in heavy and you yeah, can have two yeah. turns in assault. It's you, 
you don't want that. You just want to be in heavy the entire game, like every other Space Marine faction. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. If you take an agent of Imperium, which breaks the Super Doctrine. Uh, well, exactly, they, yeah. Yes, they are. Sneaky. I do have 10 Deathwatch Intercessors in a box. Oh, so. ready to go? Ch message that, change your list for Manchester. That sounds like quick, guys. That will do it. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, what's my hope? I'm going to do. I'm, I think. I'll talk GSC briefly because I understand GSC the best. I think I would like to see an adjustment to GSC because they are a little strong at the moment. I don't. I can't work out exactly how heavy or how fine-tuned to go with this, but I think from the GSC players I chat about with this, I think we're agreed that industrial affinity is the thing that's currently the most ridiculous about the book, being able for, for one quarter of a sub-faction trait yeah, to ignore modifiers really on an good. army which is defined by putting very good guns on guys who are not that good at shooting with them. Um, making those guys shoot as well as marines with tons of rerolls is is not is not really a, not really good. And I think because we've seen evidence that pauper princes can win, twisted helix can win, a whole bunch of other GSC builds have placed high in recent times. It would encourage that more, and I think that's nice because it, it, that book has some wonderful sub factions. I really like rusted claw. I really enjoy um, I really enjoy twisted helix as well. It would be nice to have a nudge to go and try those things and get pushed in that direction a bit more, I think. And at the moment, that cocktail of sub-faction traits you can take are just too good um, for their price. So we'll, we'll see how they handle that. Um, I think the other thing is Ambush. I don't like the scoring on Ambush. It feels incredibly easy. I had a league game against a custo very good Custodes player um, on, on, on the week. And because of the way he positioned very well, I couldn't do anything to score Ambush turn one. And I could still 15 it because it's just so stupid. It's just so easy to get tons of points across a game that even when an opponent is playing, positioning very savvily to stop you getting it, it's so hard to stop because it's just too generous right now. So I would be tempted to try and put Ambush back to its original scoring as it was in Nephilim because I thought that was fine. I thought that scored well. But we'll, we'll see how heavy-handed they end up being um, with, with Gene Steeler Colts going forwards. I think it's hard to know for sure. Um, what direction it, they'll head in and how heavy-handed they'll be. I think they've in the meta watch they've always been sort of like, oh, it's too small a sample, we don't really know. But I think anecdotally amongst good GSC players, we all know it's it's a bit good. Nicholas Willingale says, make it a two. Make it is is that is that the the incremental level of change that we need though, Nicholas? It might I don't know maybe a three, maybe a three. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough to work it out. We'll see what they do with it. They'll have something in mind anyway. But that's that's something I'd definitely like to see, and we'll see what. And then obviously give aberrants core and make them twenty points because yeah, let's just let's just let's just throw the dice. Let's just have and fun. And a third attack. Because and a third attack. Please, absolutely, yeah, third attack. Let's just go. Let's just absolutely go. Let's have resurrecting aberrants in the middle of the board. <laughs> Everyone loves it. I'd, I'd love that to be a thing because then I'd be playing against melee gene stealer cult. Yeah. And you know how much easier it is to play against melee gene stealer. <laughs> oh, I've got a screen out. Cool. How far do you got a screen? Twenty four inches. Yeah, that's 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 the headache, right? That's yeah. the headache with the. With, I don't, yeah, so I think we'll see. Hopefully, they'll they'll give it enough of a nudge to move people around a bit. I have to see if the current meta is changing it anyway, because Desolation Marines definitely changed the picture a bit for GSC. So it's going to be very interesting to see where Do they fit they in now. I think so. How it's can a, they shoot you if you're not there? Well, something has to be there. <laughs> Something does have to be there. Just it, put it, it a couple got... of trucks in and you'll be fine. <sighs> yeah, that probably would do it, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I played in... <laughs> my first experience playing GSE uh, was when I was playing Tau with Airburst. And I was like, yeah, GSE, this will be easy. <laughs> oh, he's got four trucks. Hmm. 
That's not too bad. He doesn't have to have his entire army. Those, he had his entire army in this. <laughs> or, or off the board. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Great times. Oh, man. Right, okay. That's the hopes. So now we're going to move to some fears, some concerns. I'm going to go to Chris first, because Chris had to wait very patiently to the end there. Chris, what do you fear this about Dance Better Slate might do? I mean... I guess, again, it's quite a general one. It's just that I really hope that they just... There's that hope, concern Chris, you've got, we... got to frame this in terms of fear. I've got very strict <laughs> briefing here. I am fearful that they <laughs> just you. can't be asked, And <laughs> they just go, nah, it's fine. Um, and there's something really minor, which hasn't got much thought put into it. You know, as someone said in the chat earlier, there's no way that um, they're going to have like a thorough one. You know, like in January, where yeah. it's just like, we had all that oomph, and it's like a new game, almost. Um, apart from the same fucking missions for the last four <laughs> years. Um, but it's just kind of, my concern is that it's just going to be, oh, we'll just, we'll just tickle them, you know, and... Was that necessary? <laughs> and what will happen is that it won't be enough and then we'll carry on with the same Terminator um, Iron Hand success. That would there. be sad. Yeah. Um, misery for the until 10th, which will be in whatever, six months' time, whenever it's coming. Um, so, yeah, that is that is my fear that they just can't be bothered to, or they don't try hard enough to actually deliver a good one. Yeah. yeah just go, fuck it, send the edition, goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is always a concern. That's a very real risk. Um, Ed, do you want to come in next? What do you fear might happen? I guess I think someone uh, said in the chat earlier that the current armies are holding back some stuff that could be a problem. So if we do see things like Dark Angels get nerfed and Guard potentially get nerfed. Oh, no, tell you what. I fucking fear that they won't nerf Kassikin. It feels so bad to move more than one unit out of your deployment. It's like, yeah. oh, I take six mortal wounds. Eh, it is what it is. You've got to spend your resources. You come. Oh, they all take six mortal wounds. Fantastic. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. I I was going to play Imperial Guard, and I had ordered. I think it was seven Lehman Russ because I was like. Cass is going to get nerfed. It's going to be the data slate. It'll be in the FAQ before the data slate. Yeah. Um, it's great. I don't want to play Born Soldiers. I hate sixes, auto-wounding counting as sixes. It's such a dumb mechanic. Um, mm. I'm going to play with obsec tanks that count as five, or whatever it is. And it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to have a great time. Uh, and then they didn't. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. guess, guess I'll just chill with Tau for a bit see what happens yeah. I think I think those some 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 targeted changes to guard would definitely be good again we're, we're going to see in Manchester whether they can hang with having a bunch of marines dropping rockets on their heads um, well, from cover or not just quickly also yes I do fear that they will nerf crisis suits again oh, well, uh, they're, they're, they're how much is, clearly, when is, when is enough on. games workshop yeah. when is enough <laughs> 10 more points per suit will you I, take my firstborn child too yeah I think <laughs> when will you leave me alone points per suit and then maybe they just can't take guns I think that would be better no guns I mean I, I'm a big fan of melee tau um, oh, I, I, I played a game I genuinely played a game against custodies um, and turned two I'd killed more stuff in melee than I had in the shooting phase so that was, uh, that was fun yeah, yeah. That's, I love combat tau because uh, you can actually you can build a couple of quite fun fighty commanders in that book. Yeah, Farsight, Combat Commander, yeah. Riptides are really good in melee. Just roll fives and sixes to hit. Strength seven AP two two damage. If you yeah. if you roll hot, 
Um, they, you know, in that game, I killed in one turn, I think, a Custody Bike and a Venetari, which I was like, this is, you know, nothing but net. Nice. Very, very nice. Something which I didn't think would be very good in combat is the bloody Votan Land Fortress in, <laughs> in the battle report. Fucking hell, it charged Valiant and has like seven attacks. It's not good though, right? It still hits on sixes, doesn't it? I think it's five. But then they get auto wounds. Oh, okay. How much damage? wounding. <laughs> Does it have a melee profile or is it just. Uh, no, it didn't it have an AP. No, it's so. not. Okay, so it's not. It's not that. It's not actually. Good I, I, I tag those all the time, and nothing bad's ever happened to me. Well, I mean, <laughs> they could use the strat for reroll if you've got tokens on them. So, so you're auto wounding on That's, fives, rerolling yeah. everything. Six attacks hitting on sixes. I guess with the thank you, fairly said, Panda. I guess, I guess the um one hit. The, the auto wounding does mean that that does something. Right, that definitely does do something. It can get rerolls to hit for a CV. So yeah, deadly. Absolutely. More than nothing. So when you've got three judgment tokens. Yeah, fours I mean, yeah, it's just slapping auto, you, isn't it? But fours auto-wound. Yeah, the fours oh, that's... don't count. You have to successfully you have, I think you have to make yeah. the hit. Yeah, right. It's, it's the same the with um, Overwatch, for example, with Tau. Like, if it's turn five, I'm auto-wounding on fours, but I'm only yeah. hitting you on sixes, so... So is it fair, I... Lewis, to say that your fear is that they don't address the real issue here, which is that the Land Fortress is a melee monster <laughs> and, 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 and needs to be sort of toned back? You need more Votan nerfs, is that right? You're worried about the melee capabilities of the Land Fortress. Do you know what? I thought Votan... Well, obviously, they're playing in tonight, so it's like a, a very... Yeah, yeah, it's like supposed yeah. to be what they're made yeah. for, right? Um, <laughs> it sounds like it went to the wire. <laughs> no, no, honestly, really brilliant game. I took banners as well, which you wouldn't expect with my knights. Um, okay. I have a Canada's assassin. Aha. Uh -huh. um, so she just ran around the game doing banners. That's extremely That's sneaky. <laughs> well, they don't give bold. up any secondaries. They don't give up any. Like I could take no prisoners, but they don't give up bring it down. Like they're not very good on grind because you just don't have. They don't have many units. So I'm just sitting there going, "What's my third secondary?" I was like, "Fuck it, we'll take banners. Keep the keep the assassin on the board. Get some banners up." I went all right. Bold. Do you, <laughs> you have any other fears, Lewis, other than? Land Fortress melee capabilities. <laughs> um, well, I, I have noticed, and I'll see everyone's noticing this, but line of, out of line of sight shooting is creeping back into the game. Yes, I thought sir. we dealt with this, and yeah, there seem to be a yeah. lot of armies that seem to be ignoring the fact that you're minus one to hit and minus one AP. Um, not entirely sure. I like the fact that we're now getting ways to to kind of counteract the nerf to line of sight shooting, which I thought was actually a very good nerf yeah. um, for the health of the game. So yeah. I have a fear that we're going down in that kind of route again, which wasn't a nice place to be. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they address that. I mean, obviously, I mean, the stuff that's just come out was presumably designed before um, they adjusted and learned various things about artillery and, and the fun or lack thereof of that. So it's whether they find ways to catch up and adjust that. They might. They might. Uh, there's been a couple of little changes already, like Creed doesn't do as much for mortars as she previously did. They FAQ'd that, so it's not quite as oppressive. So there's there's some stuff to be hopeful, I think, about it. But yeah, we don't want an artillery meta or a go-first artillery meta. I think that's that's extremely boring. So good. We don't, one, don't want that to persist. There is one very simple solution to the artillery meta. Oh, yeah? Bring back planes. Okay, Bring back right. Planes okay. I'm, I'm bringing two to Manchester. That's true. There you um, go. Very yeah. nice. But let me take my um, six admet planes. 
<laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then we'll sort play. the problem out with him. Yeah, I'll, sort out. I'll yeah. take over one on for you. I'll, it's I'll like that play. Simpsons episode where they just unleash another wave of animals to try and kill the ones that have previously escaped. <laughs> They're just like, oh, the, the cats will kill them. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's the way forward, guys. Yeah, I love no, you went yeah, not with how much that's used in the real world. Actually, yeah. Tom, that's, I, lo- uh... I love how you went with not <laughs> the traditional <laughs> nursery rhyme that I was built on. You were like, Aww. ah, remember the Simpsons when they came up with uh, <laughs> that's the only a frame spider, of, only frame of reference I have, <laughs> and it uh, wriggled around inside her. And I think there, there was a cat maybe in there as well. Go, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Morris. They absolutely will give the elves a buff, and you'll be grateful. Because elf domination is the way this game is supposed to be at all times. It's got, elves should always be bullshit, and it's not right when they're not. I won't hear it any other way. They're always bullshit. It's just sometimes they're oppressively bullshit. Yes. And sometimes they're bullshit because you haven't seen them because they're a bit underpowered, but they're still bullshit. They are still bullshit. Yeah, it's true. It's absolutely true. And uh, Fairly Sad Panda says that any further Votan nerfs kill that faction stone dead. Oh, I agree. They definitely don't need more nerfs. They're, they're in a perfectly reasonable spot at the moment. Buffs make them toxic. I think that's right. I wonder about the troops. I think the troops could be cheaper. I think the, the normal foot lads... Um, being cheaper might mean people actually had some more infantry on the board, and that might make Votan a little bit more interesting than just mm. the three yeah. current, the three elite troops they currently have on mass and some vehicles. Right, I think I think it would be nice that if lists that were running like thirty, even up to forty, fifty of the foot lads could be relevant and 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 good. But I don't know what the price point for that would be. My opponent oh. really did not have a lot of models. There was not a huge amount on my board. Twenty is a good amount. I like it. Yeah, no, you just don't. You just don't. And that's that's they've they've painted themselves into a corner with that. I said the re- I'm I'm having a great time painting mine because I'm just like and I'll just relax and paint them for tenth because by then they'll have another try and get it right next time and we'll just see but how they go. Honestly, <laughs> even even just the normal dudes with bolters. Once you've got three judgment tokens on you, they just rip something apart mm. because it's just so many wounds that you just cannot make that many saves even if you're on the normal armor they're just so much damage yeah no um, completely that's it so it's you just can see why they're expensive the raw potential in there is yeah, yeah terrifying absolutely terrifying ollie no no absolutely not we'll go the other way one point <laughs> <laughs> what you can have a one point i like i like ollie's attitude absolutely I, I, I actually, tackle that thing sort <laughs> of i was just thinking about that you could change it so because i think one is a little too low but if you went if you score it make it end of game scoring if you killed four units in this doctrine get five points and it, it stacks so you could have all three in devastator i think that keeps it you know so you can actually build around it but then you still have to kill 12 units to max it instead of eight um mm. i think that takes the edge off and it's still thank you ollie. you've got a, a working dialogue here with ollie which i like <laughs> you know, i like ollie thank oh, you i've got to get an intelligent a, conversation a collaborative somewhere. and empathetic attitude to the chat it's not always not easy to so find so you don't see that <laughs> yeah you don't look ollie ollie stay forever you're a very reasonable person we like that we, uh, we're enjoying having that around thank you random chatter <laughs> thank you ollie <laughs> right okay i mean I think those are the main things. Are there any? Are there any? Is there anything egregious that we've missed? Um, I, someone was commenting about tyrannids. I would like to see tyrannids brought back up a bit. I don't mind. I don't know exactly how how to do that. Make I think gaunts cheaper. Yeah, I think rolling back some of the points. Nerfed, I don't. I think zone tropes are, are way too expensive. There's, there's a few little things that I think. I think nids should have that psychic damage niche in the meta, yeah. and I, I don't want to see them priced out of that. Um, maybe bringing the adaptive specs, the adaptive strategies or whatever it is, letting them choose in the game again might make them more interesting as well um <laughs> so yeah it'd be good to see them back out there are there any other armies that are in the wilderness right now that need a need a hand up admit um, admit no you're just about to demonstrate they're broken as fuck you're about to go to manchester and clean house chris Fact. I, yeah i i was of the opinion that they're going to be 
they were going to be good when the arcs changes and they lost all their nerfs. But then nobody's been playing them, so I don't know if it's just they're not good there or is, it's um, too much effort to play them. Yeah, I mean, there's one guy in America who's like won two GTs in a row with like perfect scores, but he's interestingly going completely the opposite of the block build, and he's taking Mars MSU. Yeah, okay. um, and just like loads of um, plasma five mans. Um, so yeah, but I was looking down at Manchester. And there's actually some really interesting um, admec lists going. There's a quite cool riser build going. Oh, I just um, love riser so much. Um, I just love riser so much. Every yeah. time I get a new book, I'm just like, "Where's the combat one? Show me the angry combat one." I don't, I don't care if it makes any sense at all. Exactly right. it. And it also boosts plasma guns. It's, it's yes. everything yeah. you want. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, the breach it's the Dark Angels. The yeah. Dark Angels. <laughs> there are the lists going to Manchester. I would say are actually good admec lists. Like, have yeah. a look at them. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, they are actually strong admec lists. So yeah. it'd be really interesting to see how they get on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because you know, as I said last week, I have a vibe for how good they are, having played into myself with other armies. Um, with them and you know Chris plays into himself don't ask no don't, no more details <laughs> yeah, we, we get pictures of Chris playing with himself <laughs> <laughs> only in the special WhatsApp I didn't consent but uh, <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah I'm really interested to see how I, I, honestly I think it's good I, yeah I think it's good I think it, it'll I, like I had the same with Jakari running Jakari the other day where it's like actually into a lot of matchups and with a lot of experience you're still you're still going to present a real problem for people but mm. top of the meta might not be the same but we'll see um, Rob Kimpton, yeah, I, I completely agree. The finial, I agree that the finial shouldn't be an aura. It should be one unit can benefit from it. It's, it's guard need to have something like it. Um, oh, Lee Churchard, you'd love to have CSM back, wouldn't you, Lee? Lee, let's play a game soon. I'd like to play a game with your CSM before any balance changes, please, so I can have a go at hitting them before you run me over with them again. I don't want them getting any better. Um, no, Chaos Safemies definitely do need help. Um, More specifically, they need a package of love. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's the Empress Children in Lee Church. Which, which is how Chris describes it when he plays with himself. <laughs> I th thing is, what do you? I guess you could you could revert. I will destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, destroy you normally do, Lee. There's no, there's no, no, no messing around with it. I, I get love you, Lee. I normally get absolutely crushed. That's how that game usually goes. <laughs> um, I don't know. You could you could wind some of the points rises back for them. I think I don't know that they actually needed those, given how the meta's played out. But I don't know what else you'd do for CSM that would would help at the moment, because I don't think you want to go back down an armor of contempt direction, and that was really the other thing that was helping them work before. So what what's the change? What's the just get maybe, rid of them. just get rid of them. Shut up. You're biased. <laughs> I won't have your anti chaos bias in here. There's, there's, there's a few things you could make cheaper. I think that would make them quite interesting. You could make the base troop cheaper. You've got to be careful yeah. with that because if you've got really yeah. cheap obsec space marines, it can get a bit fucky. Yeah. But if you made the legionnaires cheaper, yeah. And I think the marks as well because yeah, you're yeah. punished. Like, and this is going, you know, away from competitive and more to a, a, a fluffy perspective. But you've got so much left stuff if you want to mark every unit in your army. Yeah, and also, yeah, yeah. why is it limited? Why can you only mark like six data sheets? Slight exaggeration. Uh, yeah, free war gear on noise marines. Um, I think let, don't let him have that. Don't do. Don't don't give Lee anything. Everything I really enjoyed exactly the way into, they are. <laughs> I really enjoyed playing into noise marines. I don't know why, but I thought that was a really fun game to play. Oh, the the Empress <laughs> children are really cool. They're, but they're they're versatile. They can do a bit of all of it. That's the thing. And that it's it's how do you achieve that same effect for the other legions? And I think. 
you'd need to target obliterators. They'd need to be cheaper so that some shooting that's half decent can be brought in. Yeah. Havoc's probably a bit cheaper as well, although they are they're right on the line. It's it's what sorts of shooting can the other legions have that would actually mean they got a versatile game plan. Better secondaries would do them a world of good, Gilmaris. But hey, you know, my Night Lord's one where if they fall back, I get a point. Oh, all the way. All the way to the bank. <laughs> if you can get there, which is the basic problem with Night Lords one in general. Point. I get a point if you fall back, mate, yeah. I think that's a really good point, actually. I'm also trying it... to trap you in combat, so riddle me that. Yeah. So... <laughs> if, if you look at world eaters... Something that happens maybe once or twice a game. Well, I get a point every time you do it, so... And when I, if I roll over your leadership when I kill you, it's really good. But if you're mass charging stuff, you've probably done all right anyway. I don't Chat, know. That, that is exactly it. It's very, it's very <laughs> night, Lords. If, so if you're battering some peasants, it's fine. That's, that, that's the way they like it, but they're not good in any real fight. That's the problem. Jack says more free, free war gear that hasn't backfired for any of the power armor factions. Jack, you and I both know there are not enough rules in that book yeah. for the free water gear to be a problem. There's on, like Jack. six six yeah. options in the book. Dig up. Maybe stupid. slightly more, but... Uh... Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you, you genuinely probably could... Um, I think you could. Raptors, yeah. go on, give Raptors some free stuff. Raptors are great. Raptors are lovely models, and they're, they're not very useful right now. Yeah, I, I really like Assault Marines in Space Marines now. They don't feel oppressive. They feel worthwhile. Mm. They feel, like, decent, worth the points. And it's nice seeing a unit like that actually have play, as opposed yeah. to just, well, I mean, Terminators are pretty good, so... <laughs> <laughs> Here they are. Yeah. Also, Jack, when was the last time you paid for Wargear on your Demons? Hypocrite. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you got your little source for free. I see you trying to stop other people getting the same free gear that you get all the time. Outrageous. Um, lean into Iron Warriors. Oh, I will, fairly oh, sadly. I will. I'm going to be taking Iron Warriors to Saffron Slam, and me and Lewis are going to play Hell an exhibition yeah. game where he's going to table me with a falchion because he's going to go first. I can already tell. <laughs> I'm going to get absolutely melted because we're playing on a board that's like an igloo in the middle and then some trees around the edge. And I'm that... going to get completely... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm doing fun boards properly. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I'm only, I'm only messing. But uh, yeah, the Iron Warriors will be coming out. I quite like them. I think they're all right. But um, go on, Data Slate. Boost Iron Warriors up to the nines so I can have a good time with it. Right. I think we've done justice to balance. Balance and balance has been restored. It's restored, yeah, yeah exactly. We have, <laughs> we have solved. brought balance to 40k, and the nice thing about 40k is that it will one day be fixed. And worrying about it maybe getting fixed is a really good use of your time and energy. So everyone, keep doing it. Very well, important. I think, I think that's the wrong way to paint it. What you should be thinking <laughs> is there will be different issues. So don't worry about these issues. There will be something else that's broken. Don't yeah. don't worry about terminators because in two weeks' time right it'll be something else. Oh, oh, you paid five points for your stuff of Zinch, did you, Jack? Okay, fine. You win this round. I'll get you <laughs> next time. I'll get you next time. Do you guys have any thoughts on the rumours of new 10th edition rules? I think this is something for a later show. We will get into this, Chris Brown, at some stage. I, I, my understanding is that the rules are going to be changing like a lot, um, which makes means conceptually my ability to engage with it and tell you what, make, what it means. It's actually very limited because I think they're going to try and take us into a whole new whole new realm with it so it'll be interesting to see if it does change to that extent but um i'm i'm in the wait and see camp at the moment but as soon as i have some more information and some more thoughts i will me being me i will start start uh, ranting on because that's what i do <laughs> oh and you paid for oh yeah you buy the sword on your lord of change outrageous <laughs> um buff nid gene sealer better secondaries five ten points less on zone threats five points on warriors one points yeah i'd, I'd have all of those 
I would have all of those. What is Mike Porter's list for Manchester? I think it's Dark Angels, Nicholas. I think he's let us down. We thought he was coming over to join us in the GSC camp, but I think he's gone to Dark Angels like a, like a, like, well, um, yeah, like yeah. Mike Porter. I could never say anything mean about Mike Porter. He's just the best. 30 Terminators. Oh. You were the chosen one, Mike. You were supposed <laughs> to come and show us the how, way with GSC. <laughs> how well did GSC deal with Terminators, I guess, is the problem. Because if they don't, then... The, the, I, I don't hate GSC into the combined arms Dark Angels. Mm. I, Nicholas has more experience playing into Dark Angels, I think, in recent times than I do, but I don't mind GSC into the combined arms because you can kill all the stuff that isn't a Terminator and then Terminators struggle to deal with the sheer weight of bodies. Webbers smashed them. Manny, had to be fair, had brought Mortal Wound tech specifically because he's worried about Webbers. Webbers do a lot of Mortal Wounds, so that gives you some ways into hurting them. Um, and the secondary game's better. He's beaten them every time. But Nicholas is better than me, though, so don't take Nicholas's experiences as indicative of the ordinary man's because he's just <laughs> he's just very talented. Just but, yeah, what? definitely. Webbers, you want Webbers. Um, I think the secondary game is in GSC's favour into a lot of those lists. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll find out at, um, find out at Manchester. It's, it's, it's how much that Desolation Marines change things at the end of the day because mm. that's, that's what they're packing. I kind of like it when people start skewing into artillery because I like them not having frontline stuff. I like the idea that I can get the edge in that exchange but we'll see we'll see how it goes cool all right we're gonna move forwards ever forwards <laughs> just, just like the state of this game always some new horror um, and we're gonna do a couple of small segments first we've got a law segment and lewis is gonna take point on the law segment lewis over to you my man indeed so obviously new here six plus plus um and i want <laughs> <laughs> Hi, friend. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome. I'm going to talk about things that aren't competitive 40k. So settle in, everyone, for the next five minutes. <laughs> Go and make a cup of tea. Uh, <laughs> I'll still be talking when you come back. Um, no, genuinely. Obviously, uh, there's, there's so much good content on Six Plus Plus now for for those of you of a uh, of a competitive leaning. Um, that I don't feel at the moment there's anything that I could bring to the story that you're not already hearing from from Ed, even though he's a knob. Um, <laughs> and the other gentleman um so <laughs> chris left at the wrong moment there yeah um, I heard you're, you're a knob chris in case you missed it yeah I'm <laughs> i was expecting a fanfare um oh, sorry, yeah. um no so uh yeah i want to do uh <laughs> It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> this is. I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So yeah. What am I, what am I talking about? Being serious. Um, yeah. So I wanted to do something that was a little bit more, uh, a little bit more fun, a little bit more casual, um, and uh, something that I've always loved. And I think a lot of us that have got into this hobby have come at it from an angle of finding the stories of Warhammer as a really massive draw something that's really important to a lot of people i think the lore and and the novels and the and the history that's behind warhammer is really really incredible and i think there's so much depth there that that we can plumb together hopefully um so uh first couple episodes are going to be going to be recorded sometime soon but me and my good friend tom here Hello. Um, we're going to be starting a new series called the rest is warhammer oh yes now that name might well be familiar to those of you who like your history or pod politics podcasts, uh, the rest is history and the rest is politics, two of the, the, the top podcasts in the UK. Um, and I'm definitely not gunning for any kind of financial takeover or sponsorship deal. But if they are listening, I'm my email. Oh, they, they definitely are. Them and Stephen Box. <laughs> Just yeah. cheated. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> but no, those um, those podcasts, if you have listened to them, they have a really great format. Two people chatting about history or, or politics and, and doing it in a in an informed way. It's not like one of them knows the subject, the other one doesn't, which there, there are podcasts that do that in the 40K kind of universe already, which are really, really great. But I think for two people that are very knowledgeable on a particular subject, having a good chat, getting into some depth, I think is uh, is really good. So I think this Rest is Warhammer uh, podcast is going to be a little space for us to go into into the detail of the Warhammer universe, yeah. its history, its background, um, and some of the, the really cool things that uh, are, are about in and around this hobby. Absolutely. Um, so that, the first episode, probably the first two episodes, having having now written it out, is um, is going to be a little bit of a, <clears throat> a little bit of a deep dive into how the Emperor makes his Space Marines. So very exciting how he turns what is effectively a small child into an eight foot tall killing machine in a few years. Uh, obviously quite an extreme process. Um, but what I thought I'd do for this little little law nugget that we're doing right now is I'll, I'll give you a little window into the sort of thing that we're going to be talking about. Um, and I'd actually like to describe one of my new favourite organs that I implanted into said little tiny child to turn <laughs> into a space marine. Um, and uh, when I was when I was looking up the looking up the law and reading into this, it's not an organ that I realised that Space Marines had, and I think it's an organ that they definitely need to be make, making more use of in their battles because it's really it's bloody useful. Right. I, I, I have got to say, careful if you see Lewis at you know at night in a dark alley. My favourite, my favourite organ that I didn't know was used. That is the most serial killer thing I think I've ever seen. Oh, Three days. Right, Lewis, tell us, tell us what your favourite organ is. Let's have it. So my favourite organ um, is called the multi-lung, which you may or may okay. not have heard of. Nice. Um, now, this, this is a lung that's just fitted in addition to said tiny child's normal lung. And the multi-lung actually allows a space marine to breathe underwater. Ooh. So they actually can go sit under the surface of water and just breathe. It's like a set of gills. Oh, that's amazing. How mad is that? that. And how has that never come into any law? Like, where the hell is that in the law? Why have we not had full-on Pirates of the Caribbean-style Space Marine Army walking along a seabed, appearing behind an enemy, and just opening up with bolt of fire? Uneducated question here, genuine question. Would the suits not do that anyway? Does that ruin the picture? Yeah, it's possible possible that power armor would enable them to breathe underwater. Mm. And you actually don't get very many sort of bits of combat or sequence in in the lore or the books that I've read. Like, what happens if a marine yeah gets gets taken out their armor has to do combat without their armor? Does that happen? I'm trying to think of a a book or a series where a a marine has to do combat without their armor. Yeah, normally, I mean, it's such a process putting it on as well. They have to go yeah, through yeah. those rites and incense burning and all that sort of stuff, that hippie stuff they have to do. Um, yeah, so, okay, yeah. well, that's a very good point, Ed. So basically now what we're talking about is a naked space marine army. Ela Wizzle has replied to Ed and said it is for all the marines who take their helmets off. Thank you, Ela Wizzle. That's what I was thinking. Absolutely I've right. There's the tons of marines that take their helmets off. And what if they have a little slip and fall in some shallow water? And if you, oh no, I can't models, get up. If you make space remodels with no helmets, I hope you roll ones and twos on your armor saves because that is. You're gonna fall out, Ed. It's the best way to mark a sergeant. No, 
Oh, no. Actually, to be fair, the Imperial Tamara fifth... said apparently that in fifth ed space was, but there's an underwater fight against some towel. That's amazing. Excellent. I love that. People, right? That sounds great. The fish people versus the fish marines. But no, the um, you're. I think you've modelled yourself, Ed. You've modelled your haircut on the uh, on the Imperial fifth space. Marine. I, I look like every space marine head that's been like, sold for the last twenty five years. <laughs> Take the help the, that. One. It's like, oh look, it's got a little bit of hair. And, you know, <laughs> It's going to paint you up with some Gulliman flesh. (laughs) Again, another serial killer statement from Lewis. (laughs) Um, That that, that show is going to be really fun. The rest is Warhammer. We'll be be coming to you soon. Um, Lewis and I are really excited to start recording it. It's it's, it's an aspect. We've got a bunch of quite creative and dare I say even some narrative players amongst our wider team and it's it's nice to to sort of engage with all aspects of the hobby and, and have a good time doing it so we'll definitely do that I look forward to making Lewis talk about Night Lords or Iron Warriors every week oh, forever because yeah. I can I'm sure that that's exactly what he'd like to talk about how much failure they are <laughs> Ooh, I, I have got to say Hilo Wattle is absolutely correct the best way to mark a sergeant is to have a helmet on the head and a helmet on the belt. Oh, uh, that is what happens. Yeah, <laughs> that is close, the way, close that's the way that goes. Yeah, close absolutely second. the way that goes. Helmet on, or you stuff a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> I and Al- see it. Alice Gwynn is right as well. Like the Carcharodons Car- absolutely would be the ones you'd be looking to for some swimming. Water in, yeah, water would be quite a fun dimension to have on a battlefield every now and again. A bit of a, you know, a little lake or a river or a pond or something. I don't know. That'd be what quite, quite interesting. What if you fire a plasma gun underwater? That's steam. a good question. Steam, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yes, obviously it gets hot. No, 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 no. Steam, steam with nowhere to go. <laughs> and I'll let someone who understands thermonutronics better than me uh, work I, out what the I am, that does. I am not that man. No. Um, anyone in the chat understand thermonutronics? We don't, don't cover that in private I don't think I've made that up. So. No, we don't. Skim crack grenades. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> so good so good okay right we'll move on to our next segment we've got just the tip for you now and chris is going to provide a little bit of knowledge chris what is your tactical tip for this week i'm going to share my tip with you um so oh, god oh you missed you missed out when we used to do this it was just like, <laughs> yeah it was extremely silly. six plus only fans when <laughs> yeah. uh, paul, paul james is in charge of that yeah he's, been, he's promising us an only fans for a long time. It's been a while now. Yeah, he'll have time to once they've nerfed Dark Angels and he's not going to event. <laughs> he won't want to play, will he? No, no he will. Paul, he'll take, take the Terminator yeah, armor off. Paul was, yeah, Paul was running them anyway, wasn't he, the whole way through? All through. He's committed. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this was quite a, I guess, quite a simple one, really. Um, but it's just based around the idea of pre-measuring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you first start learning to play, obviously you're just like, right, how far does my do my models move? Cool, right, what can I hit? Let's measure out and see what I can reach. Or not when I played Tom once upon a time with my Ultramarines and I just <laughs> redeployed my army in a vicious alpha strike. And he then, did, he really did. And then went, right, I'm going to shoot all your stuff. And he went, well, what's the range on your dreadnoughts? And I was like, I don't know, because I've been playing Admech, which this was like a year ago. I was like, everything's like 40 inches. He's like, no, it's all like 20. And what I actually did was redeployed my army into shooting range from all the Wraith D cannons or whatever. Yeah, right. uh, so D size. That was good times. Yeah. Really yeah. enjoyed that game. That was really um, fun. <laughs> it never made it to YouTube, so that's a relief. No, that one did. Why? It's a shame. It was um, a really. I really enjoyed that battle report, but I, I, <laughs> I did. I did get to absolutely batty you, so it's, it's a shame yeah. that it didn't make it. Yeah, just saying. Yeah. Um, but once we get kind of past that level, it's it's you want to be thinking more about your um, the 
the ranges of the guns and not just particularly your um, yourself but your opponent as well and how far they can move so in terms of pre-measuring let's start right at the beginning even like before the game talking to your opponent find out what sort of ranges they've got that's going to then factor in how you deploy like um, especially these out of line of sight shooting I don't know like if you're playing Elder and they have a 24 inch D cannon which can fire out of line of sight well you want to make sure if they're deploying on the line you don't also want to be on the line you know you just want to be just like behind and that sort of thing um, then as they're deploying their units you want to be thinking about uh, right well how are these ranges now what um, what can they reach to you like turn one in terms of advances and charges and all that sort of thing um, potential line of sights be thinking about what they can do in their first turn if they go first. Don't just assume you're going to go fast and every, first and everything's going to be kind of great. Make sure you've got all your auras ready. So, for example, with my Admech, I'm going to be need to be thinking about um, where the things are because not everything travels through data tables, unfortunately. So sometimes you have to have like things within range, like six inches, nine inches, three inches. They're all over the place. So just make sure you know those things, but make sure you're kind of measuring them out. Yeah. Now when it comes to your turn, obviously you're going to be, you've deployed thinking about where your first turn is and where you're going to move to. But as you move, make sure you're thinking about what your opponent can do and where they can move. Mm. And I think it's a really good idea to dice it out. So I was playing a game on my table, Custodes versus um, Admech, and the Custodes had some Venetari. And so I was dicing out where the Venetari could go just so that I had that visual representation so I could move my units into like kind of the spaces to make sure the charge would be like a, a 10 inch charge or whatever and I knew because I knew the custodies player pretty well I knew he probably wouldn't take on those uh, those 10 inch charges um, so it's, it's just kind of like addressing those sorts of things thinking about well how far do I need to be where do I want to be and where are they most likely to move I know whenever I go to a game and as soon as my opponent starts measuring out where I can go and all those sorts of things I'm like ah oh, damn it so it's even if you have no idea what you're doing just start doing it and your opponent will immediately get worried um so yeah and it's also thinking about like um your their key shooting units so for example i'm going to keep harping back to admit but my iron striders for example i'm going to want to move them but i want to be shooting with them but so that i can't get hit by their anti-tank into my iron striders so right, where is their anti-tank? Where if I can't shoot them dead first, where are they, where's their anti-tank going to be able to go? What angles are they going to have next turn? And it's just that little bit of planning. Plan your movement phase. Um, I think when we get tired or as the game goes on, um, um, or an event goes on, either way, you kind of just fall into oh, I'll just move that here, and hopefully I can not really be seen here. And but you haven't actually measured. I mean, I I know I've done it all the time, like Tyler Conviction that middle kind of like L, I'll shove my unit in there, but they probably won't be able to see when they come down the middle, and then they come down, and they're like, right, I'm going to shoot you, and I'm like, oh, should have measured it. So, and also at the same time, being explicit, we spoke last week about intent, um, right, I've moved it here, you can move here, that means you can't get line of sight, do you agree? And it's just like having that kind of like conversation, I think really helps. That's uh, a really important point, actually, and, uh, with the knights in particular, because moving knight bases is quite tricky because they're long and thin so when you start measuring if as soon as you pick that knight up and move it that's it's any hope of trying to measure where it came from or anything like that it's just gone yeah so it's really important when i'm measuring my knights as i say like i'm going to start at the back of the base and the front of the base and i'm going to go here then i'm going to go here then i'm going to go here i think i can get the front of my base to this point can i then see you mm -hmm. and then you can get that sort of agreement going 
and then I can just pick the night up and put it there once we've agreed where it's all moving and how it's all measured out and, and things like that. And you can plan that in advance, but it's really important to do that. I think also as an opponent, it reassures me that you are measuring properly. Yeah. yeah. I think we've all played people where they're just like, you get a tape measure, they reel out the tape measure, they go, cool, I can go there. They then pull back the tape measure, pick up the model and then stick <laughs> it roughly where that thing yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, eh, is that really? <laughs> Yeah. So I, think... I mean, you can genuinely, you can help each, you can end up helping each other. I have this in games all the time, where it's like, all right, you want to, put, I'll just pop a dice there for you. I'm helping you work out where you're going, etc. Because it's often easier to do that with two eyes on it rather than, you know, one person. So exactly, yeah. it's a it's a collaborative game, right? So and it's just like it's just those sorts of things. So I think in your next game, um, just be like, right, your first turn, where can they move to? And just dice it out, even if it's just a practice game, and just see if that helps you kind of visualize things um, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it, especially for visualizing the opponent's counterplay. I think that's something that it's really important to start getting in the habit of is as you're playing the game, one of the things you're supposed to be doing is anticipating what your opponent wants to do and how they're going to do it. And only by actually seeing what their movements and threat ranges and options are, are you going to be equipped to do that. So and it gets you in the habit, doesn't it, of thinking, well, what, what can the different units on the other side of the board do? How can they respond? What, what are the sort of counter counter attacks and counter shooting options here so yeah great great bit of advice really that was nice. my tip i hope you enjoyed my tip thank you <laughs> do you want to do the horn do you do the horn what do the horn for my tip <laughs> excellent this is my tip. <laughs> i'm leaving i, say, I never thought uh, that i'd I'm be the mature one honestly. yeah i know I, we're just yeah. a bit excited because we haven't had an audience before we'll we'll, we'll, we'll calm down i'm sure oh we've just lost 10 viewers oh. <laughs> Right, we're going to move to do some podcast questions and then we will call it a day. Obviously, we're going to be reading off the existing podcast questions and stuff from the Discord. Um, I don't know what our policy on questions in the chat for this will be. I, I ask guess, away. Ask super away. Super chat, $10. Yeah, yeah we'd love super yeah. chats, but Chris, don't worry about it if you don't have the money. You just got the questions in. We're very excited. Yeah, we're still we'll answer all sorts. No, we don't. Give us <laughs> real money. We can't spend dollars. <laughs> well... All the money I get on YouTube. I'm going to start days, things yeah. off with this absolute doozy of a question from Chen. Question for the next podcast: If you were forced to choose just three faction stratagems for your current army to use alongside the core stratagems, what would they be? You literally get three, guys. This is this is actually a really relevant question because the Gibraltar GT, we are limited to five strats for your army. Ooh. That is. I haven't I haven't worked out whether that needs to include command reroll and interrupt. Oh yeah, like you want clarity on that? Anyone want to go? Anyone anyone know? What I've got my three. Yeah, what would you use? For tau strike yeah. and fade. Yeah, the one that nobody likes to see. Yeah, uh, save your protocol. When yeah. you fail a wound, you can kill up a drone. Yeah, and then the third one being repulsive field. Yeah, that's the charge I, extender, right? I want you to not kill me, and then I will just kill you. Yeah, makes that's sense. It. Yeah, makes lots of sense. Got my imperial fist ones. Go on then. What do you want to do, do, do for Imperial Fist, Lewis? Um, so, Combat Revival, because I've got the Centurions. So I need to bring okay. one back. Yep. Bring them back. Um, shield Unwavering, which okay. gives... Um, you put it on an objective, plus one attack, plus one save within three inches of the objective, mm -hmm. which is really nice. Um, the third one, I'm torn between Auspex Scan, Tank Hunters for plus one to wound, or Smoke Screen for minus one to hit. Ooh. I think smoke screen's got to go because it's just on the falchion. It's not you can't use that across but, the board. But the falchion, 
Yeah, but when it dies turn one before he gets to do anything, <laughs> he then cool. has two stratagems. It's a long game, isn't it? Five turns of not actually being able to use it is a long time. Yeah, so yeah that's fine. Um, so I think I'll probably take all spec scan because it does really restrict demons and GSC that want to come in and charge. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But plus one to wound is amazing on the Centurions, so yeah, tricky. It's it is very nice on those. I think. It, I think it's limited though, isn't it? Just to vehicles and um, buildings, that thing that everyone takes. The plus one to wounds on vehicles, yeah, yeah but obviously yeah, so yeah. normally but with the Centurions. goes up into the Noctilith crown meta, he's going to absolutely demolish it. <laughs> mm. so, I, genuinely, a Tau list that when I hit either four and one or like one or something, that ran I, I Tide Wall. I, I wrote on it for competitive innovations, there was a Tide Wall in there. I, I definitely I've read that, I support everything that you do and I I've love play, you do. I've played against a Tide Wall, it's good. It's good. No, it's not. It is good. <laughs> it's it's a five up in one rhino that you can shoot out of. It's great. It's really great. annoying. I think that's fun. Yeah, how, but how where, where do you where do you deploy it? Uh, I suppose there is that. Over three inches away from terrain. What does that? What what yeah. happens then? It dies. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there right. are some terrain formats that I don't play where you could get some real value out of it. Yeah. Um, player placed if you can leave yourself a little pocket that's just super safe to start it off in. And then when you move it up turn one, turn two, it's tankier. Great. I think there's probably some play with that. Yeah. But if Would you've got to hide it behind little reserves, rooms... Could you bring it on a, an edge? Are you allowed to do that with the fortification? I don't, I don't know. And if you do, do you still have to be away from terrain? Yeah. Maybe. Or is it just de deployment? Yeah, because it moves, These doesn't it? Rules read by literally nobody. Um, yeah. Who knows? Tide will matter, though. It's coming. It's coming. Get, get, get ready. I'd love to see it, but I won't. <laughs> Sorry. I think I think for GSC, I would have Return to Shadows to go back in reserves because that's really, really good. I think you want the plus one damage on industrial weapons. And then it's whether you go for another offensive one or another defensive one. And I think probably go in on the offense. And I'd have to choose between pure strains and atalans, and I think I will go for the flat six shots on the demo charge on the atalans. That is really nice. So brutal. It's so brutal. But limiting the pure strains, I'd have to sacrifice the auto six advance on them. That is that genuinely does hurt them. But it's tough. GSC was a wonderful book for strategies. You just got so many really good, really really good um, one CP strats. So yeah, really really nice. Cool. I know knights. I think I can do knights. Rotate oh, yeah? iron shields. Four plus invulnerable save. And then just roll the, fours, and then you win the game, right? That's nice. The Mechanicus one to get five plus. Um... It gets multiple wounds. Oh, shit, no, because you need top profile as well, don't you? Ooh. Yeah, it has to take top profile. Yeah, yeah you want that. It's yeah. not a mortal wound matter, just skip it. Yeah, get rid of that, take top profile, and then the mortal wounds and the charge one, because it's the only way that Valiants do damage in combat. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so you've got to think with your Valiant hat on at the end of the day, both of them. Um... Chris? Um, well, I'm going to ignore the fact that I'd probably need the give an extra war gear, warlord trait. Skip over that part. Otherwise, army doesn't work. I reckon, well, I'll go for the one which makes my 40 heavy shots become 80 rapid fire shots. Um, I'm going to auto wound you on fours with 60 shots. And then it's. It's either auto pass on an objective for one CP or make my June striders move an extra six inches by advancing and shoot without penalty. Probably that one. Um, my last chickens, probably that one because it's all about firepower. Uh, power. Power. Those would be my three. Yeah, makes sense. 
I'm trying to think for Jakari, you always want lightning fast reflexes. Mm. You always want that. Vect. Vect if is, they only have three, yeah, Vect. you have three. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're both playing two down, but you yeah. really wanted one of yours. Yeah. <laughs> Vect is super nice to have. Um, and I really, I always like prey on the weak to get the reroll ones or the full rerolls against damage units. I think that's super nice. Those three, mm. that's probably it. It's ne it was never a book that needed strats all that much. It has some nice ones, but it was never. That wasn't where the the power was. That was in the the rest of it being busted. Great. Okay. Um, next question. What have we got? So, Run Predictable would be interested in our thoughts on building anti-metalists. How do you try to stay ahead of the curve? I.e., tech pieces to solve our current DA problem. Well, we're, we're all very ahead of the curve here. So as you I mean, identified, there's definitely a general point. Yeah, well, yeah. There's definitely a general a general thing that if you take something that's a bit weird and a bit off meta, you will throw people off. You absolutely you know, will. People will have taken what what the internet has told them is good. They probably won't be that practiced with it. Yeah. And if you take something they're not expecting, they don't understand, you have a good chance of of getting a result. Yeah. Even against lists that are in theory better yeah. than yours. For sure. And um, I think it's always one of the things that I always kind of come back to with this is it is much more useful to understand why things are good than to understand what is good. That is ultimately what is the important thing. And if, if you have a sense of what makes Dark Angels good, so what makes Dark Angels good? They've got some lads who could only be wounded 50% of the time. So what's the answer to that? Any good reroll to wound mechanic with high AP is the answer to that. Or mortal wounds. Those are the two ways of the key ways of bypassing that defense. So those are things that you want, right? So again, I, why, why, why did I get Draz, Drazar out the other weekend? It was like, well... Drazar loves rerolling to wound and kill stuff. That's just fun to do, right? It's just a good time. So that was one of the, one of the thoughts in the back of my head was related to that. I th I think yeah, building solutions in is a dangerous game though, and I would caution you don't want to build ent entire lists specifically for one army because I can guarantee then you just won't play it. The game's too diverse. There's too many different lists out there that if you if you compromise on what your army is good at, and that's a risk when you over tech or over design for a meta problem. Um, my my long-standing example of this is the wonderful Wraith host list I built to get Imperial Fists with back when they were big, Lewis, because I got demolished by Imperial Fists. I was like, wow, Wraith, Wraiths aren't vehicles, so what are you going to do now? I've got a bunch <laughs> of Wraiths. And that list wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> and I never played Imperial Fists anyway, ever again. <laughs> I, uh, I, speaking of, um, when we played, I was playing Shadowkeeper Custodies. Yes. Because it just, we'd just come into Nephilim, and yep. what I had seen, I was understanding that Bloody Rose Sisters were going to be the army. Yep. And we were at the Unconquerable. And, you know, it's literally everyone who has access to all the armies that they want to play. Yeah. I was like, all right, Manny's going to be bringing them. Everyone else is going to be bringing them. You've just got a tech to beat Sisters. <laughs> so you've got to think about that. So I was running Shadowkeepers Custodies, all sword and boards. It was going to be fantastic. Yeah. And I had really just not prepared for an open field. So I played into armies with lots of model wounds. Yeah. Lots of shooting. Hello. Fast armies. All yeah. of the above. And I yeah. uh, I only got to win when I played demons at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and that was the weekend that the book came out. They were yeah. I was playing a ringer and that was uh, that was a bad time. So yeah. my advice is do not tech for it. I've actually taken my Dark Angels tech out. I was gonna run some hazard suits. They do lots of melter shots. It's blast. You get the rerolls with the fast out enclave strat. You know, reroll to hit and wound for two CP on a couple of models. 160 points melts four or five terminators. You feel pretty good about it. And then I thought, how does that kill staging armies? It doesn't. They're really slow. They move eight inches. You can't use any strats on them. So I've got a deep strike. 
and you're going to screen out guns that have 12 inch range <laughs> and i just thought fuck it i'm just going to either lose or outplay the dark angel player and i'm gonna have more chance into the armies that i was struggling with that list yeah. into with another plane yeah and i think i think that's the important thing and it i think you can it's almost a little bit like the sort of pairings matrix that people use for teams there's a degree to which tech in your army if you're like oh so let's take webbers Nick, nicholas's example earlier on webbers good into dark angels they're also good into a whole bunch of other stuff because it rolls against strength. So yeah, it's good for elves, it's good for demons, it's good for lots of different things. You can put it to a range of different uses. So that, at that point, you're going, that's a bit... It's also good for guardsmen. They're strength three, so it does lots of mortals to guardsmen. 18-inch range, you can come down outside the screen door, right? So at this moment in time, you've got a piece of tech in that army that is very useful for a whole bunch of matchups that are very common, at which point you're like, great, that makes sense. And I think that's what you have to do when you're building lists at the moment, or all the time would be my advice, is when you're designing this, think about a whole range of the armies that you have to deal with, and think if it can pass those tests, and you're like, this is something that's very useful in a whole range of these important situations, then it's good. But if it's like, I can get Dark Angels, but I'll get run over by everything else, it's probably not worth it. Yeah, so, um, for example, I've put in um, a 50-point techno-archaeologist into yep. my list. Um, the other marshal would be... A marshal would be nicer because um, it gives me another form of reroll once to wind. But the techno-archaeologist stops deep strike within 12 inches, yep. um, as well as allowing me to action and shoot with a unit. So that, that just automatically... I mean, I, in theory, I'm already quite favoured in the Demons matchup because of the Vanguard. Um, I've also got A2CP... Um, or spec scan stratagem as well. Um, so I've got such tech, but that 12-inch thing is helpful into GSC, into demons, yeah. into all these people who are bringing in reserves at the moment. Yeah. Um, and it's just like those little things yeah. can hopefully have a long way, but I'm not about to... We're in a meta where reinforcements are a big deal, right? Exactly. So having a reinforcement screen is... And we talked about this in previous shows. It's a big deal. If, if, if you can identify the overall character of the game at a moment in time, it's like screening for advance and charge or, or pre-game move stuff. That's, again, that's something that's quite prevalent in various different armies. So having something that can block that off or go out on the line and, and buy time is useful. Uh, and that becomes useful beyond just one matchup. And nothing that you guys have suggested are massive skew changes to completely no. change it. Your, your list fundamentally remains the same. Yeah. You've just changed a couple of bits of war gear or you swapped one of the characters out in your case, Chris. Um, and it's one of the reasons that a lot of people ask me why I bother putting the assassin into the knight's lists. Yeah. It, the reason is because she gives me a load of play into stuff that I wouldn't previously have play into. So the Take the Votan game, as we talked about earlier, it gives me a banner secondary. It gives me an action secondary that I don't normally have access to it as a night player, Completely. so it opens up options. So if you're if you've built your list to do its thing well and have options into lots of different things, you're kind of prepared for whatever comes around. So if you face the fifty terminators, that might it might just overwhelm you, and there'd be nothing you can do about it. And, and fair enough. But yep. actually, if you've given yourself a few tech pieces and a few bits of options that you can say, oh, actually, don't normally take this secondary, but I'm going to take R and D because he can't cover the whole board in terminators, so I can jump around him mm -hmm. and. I will just score more points than him. Yes, he was sitting a big lump in the middle, but I'll, I'll have scored more points, so I'll yeah. be happy. Yeah, um, absolutely. And just to and return to the overall sort of ethos of the point run predictable, I think the other thing with an anti-metalist or just a non-metalist is that all metalists were at some stage untested, untried, un unpiloted by someone. And I think the most important thing is to have a list that you understand inside out. You can see its applicability. You understand how you can use it to solve challenges in other armies. 
and and you've you've got got some degree of practice and experience with that is what you'll be most dangerous running i think always and that that's where and you catching people out and creating something interesting is always um is there's a lot of joy to be found in that i i, I really i really enjoy it and i think it's it's well worth doing but it, so you've got to put the work in you have to understand why things work and how they interact to make that really work it's not good enough to just have a concept and run in and hope it works but uh, some some really interesting lists have come out that What's way. <laughs> but no, you, you have to. You, it's a really good point. You have to enjoy what you're doing as well. Yeah, right? you've, you've got to enjoy the army you're using, even if it isn't the top one. Especially if it's not the top army. Yeah, um, and in, in moments where the top of the meta looks a bit joyless, as I think if we are headed into artillery meta, that is that's quite a joyless top of the scene. That's the time to go and have fun and muck around and do try other things. I think, unless you really love playing artillery and playing in artillery mirror, mirror matches, in which case, you know, good on you, have go, go fill your boots. But you can go and have fun with other stuff in the meantime and wait for them to sort it out. If not, right? Paint Celestine is curious how we adapt our lists and develop them from initial conception. Mm. So I think the one of the key the key things to do here is have your initial concept. And, and start practicing with it, start using it. Um, but it's important that if it doesn't quite work out, that you don't just immediately start again and get rid of everything and go completely from scratch. Yeah. You want to make small changes at a time because if you enjoy the concept and that's what you want to play, then fundamentally there will be a way to make it work. Yeah. But if you just keep resetting and going completely with something completely different or completely new, you'll never learn to what makes it work and what doesn't work. Um, and it, it might take six months, a year of practice regularly to get to a point where you can make it click. Um, but you won't do that if you just go, oh, that was a load of rubbish. I lost two games and, and then throw it away and uh, and start with something completely new. So it's an iterative process, Completely. in my opinion. Completely. Yeah, I think iteration is right. And I think it's thinking about what percentage of a list you change. Different people vary on this. I, for my own sanity... Uh, after a few weeks running a list, we'll want to change like three, four hundred points of it a lot of the time. This is why I'm running out this weekend. Don't judge me. I'm just having fun. I, sometimes I just need to change that sort of chunk of points up to make it interesting. Um, and I think that's beneficial to do, but it means that all the experience and reps and practice I've got with the rest of the list is still there. Uh, and I, so I think it's having that healthy percentage of a list. And as Lewis says, if you lose and the first thing you do is start designing a list for a new army or go and write, you know, pick a different army up or completely start from the ground up, what you are losing is, is all of the experience, right? All that practice experience. Um, and you're sort of throwing that out with the bathwater. And I think if you want to develop as a list, then you need to go back again and you can retool and you can adapt, but you don't want to completely throw out the concept or the army. I think it's important as well when you're doing your practice to be really honest with yourself about why things didn't work. It you wasn't have the nice. It wasn't because, you know, oh, this unit's really bad. No, it's because you went for a, you know, a weird tenage charge and it didn't pan out. It's like, <laughs> if you can identify which bits of the list don't work because of the, you know, yeah. it's not a mistake that you made or, oh, I made this mistake, but I actually don't think that they solve the the thing that i want them to solve when they made it into combat with those dark angels terminators they only killed three and i thought they were going to kill six um if you can be honest about why something didn't work and then take it out you'll get a lot more mileage out of it so um, but i i agree with you i don't think i've ever been to uh, an event with the same list excluding ones where you've had to submit um the the list beforehand so i went to an rtt just before the lgt and yeah. I had to submit, submit my list for it, um, you know, and I couldn't change it on the, the Sunday because yeah. LGT was locked in or, or whatever it was. It just, um, yeah, it, you always find little tweaks then go, yeah. oh, maybe this will solve a problem that I have. Yeah. 
And I think I think that's one of the other things is that evolving and adapting a list isn't purely about dare I say about making it better either. It can be about working in things you want to try. It can be about units you'd like to get out there. It, can, it it's not always not every adaptation or change that you make is about squeezing the absolute most juice from a list. Although I think inevitably you do think in terms of the experiences and games you've had and you spot solutions or things to help you shore those kinds of things up i've just had that ed where uh, there's a local league to hear that i've joined and you have to submit a list for like three rounds that are weeks and weeks apart so i've been stuck yeah. on this list where i put the flipping reductus saboteur who i don't even like <laughs> it's miserable it's yeah, so it's, miserable you know, when you've like, oh, a list and then you make yeah, a change you're, you're like, like oh this feels oh, so much better horrific um, and you're just yeah. stuck with it for weeks and weeks and weeks which is just not my jam at all i like to completely bounce around what do you think chris yeah, I think it's an interesting one. I think the amount of times I've got a list and then I go to an event and the opponents I play really warp my opinion of the list. Um, so like I had one tournament where I went and I played against Marines five times with my Harlequins um, with Armour Contempt. And so that immediately starts making you like think in a particular way because of how it went. Um, so I think it's really the amount of times I've gone, oh, well, if I had this unit in this particular game, and that actually would change things. Um, so yeah, my general approach is I'll kind of I'll take a list that um, I know does well. So um, for example, the Lucius like block list for Admech, mm-hmm. I kind of know the basics. But then I need to get it on the table. I need to start working out, you know, firstly what works for the scenery we play, which is the UKTC scenery usually. And then I also need to think what fits my style. So for example. Quite often, a lot of the Lucius builds have like one counterattack punch, so they have like five dragoons or ten lost stalkers in a boat. I don't like that. I don't like having only that one thing. So I've rearranged some points. So I've got two sevens, and that just suits me. I like having a five man, a little five man, just in that boat. So you can you can sit on my home field objective if that's going to be necessary, or it can be in a boat to jump out three inches plus yeah. or plus another three to go steal an objective I, yeah. I just like that i like having lots of little units i've got the harlequin units. in you chris exactly yeah like i've tried playing gray knights right i've never played them before i tried using my gray knights into um, the admetic and i was like i'm just going to play them like harlequin so i'm like right i'll go throw that five man interceptor away yeah. go throw it up Turns out that's not the way to do it. Uh, <laughs> but, and it's just, so you have to kind of like work around, but it might well be that 13 interceptors and four dread knights isn't actually the way that would suit me for playing green knights. Who knows? Um, but yeah, you just, you have to get a feel for the table. Like Lee Jones, he loves to send lists, doesn't he? He's like, I've tweeted he my demons. I've, I've received about 20 different demon lists since Lee. He, ha- he has a lot more time to write lists and play games at the moment. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he's like, what do you think of this? I'm like, I don't know. You just got to play games, and that's something <laughs> just comes down to it. You yeah, just yeah. have to play, put them on the tabletop, move them around, get a feel for. Oh, I wish I had for turns two and three. I wish I had this extra little unit just to keep sending out or and that sort of thing. And you just yeah, and as you say, it, it doesn't come about from being half your army changed. Yeah, it's three four hundred points. In, in terms of deciding what to drop from lists, because this is also, it's not just what you're bringing in, right? It's what you're getting rid of. I think it's really important to avoid overreacting when one unit has a bad game as well. And I think, t- again, taking it back to that matrix and thinking about armies in terms of you have a whole chart of situations in which your list needs to perform. I think 
having a very and this is where again the honesty i think self self-awareness with this is hugely important be honest was that ever a matchup in which that particular unit was going to have a great game or is that just one of the matchups where it's it's not going to be able to shine and be and do the best and actually there are other matchups that are important where you'd want that tool right it's just because it has a bad day doesn't mean it's not in the sum of things a really important asset to have right so again you know the the, the clamavus is a great example for gsc the deep strike screening is amazing the action and shoot is amazing i had a couple of games where i didn't really feel like i understood how to get the most out of it and i wasn't using it particularly well so i took it out i think it's a tool that's extremely useful and i'm fairly confident i'm going to wish that i had it across <laughs> across manchester weekend but we'll see how we go and that's so it's just it's just about avoiding knee-jerk decisions as well and, and making sure that you assess a unit in totality rather than on the basis of like one one swingy game there are very few units that are good in every single matchup yeah exactly there are units that will work really really well against some opponents and then against others they're going to be effectively dead weight yeah um, crisis suits baby they do everything <laughs> well yeah i mean obviously they cost not very many points well, yeah, I get the Valiant does kind of everything. It will smash whatever it puts in front of it, regardless of whether it's infantry or not. But it's <laughs> best part of 700 points. So, um... My block of five is sub 400. That's All very deep. Do, don't take any defensive drones and don't make mistakes. <laughs> Never let them get seen. <laughs> L- Laney, that's my favorite comment of the day. I am in favor of overreacting. <laughs> absolutely love On the it. Internet, I absolutely believe. love it. We too are in favor of overreacting. <laughs> don't, don't do as we say and don't do as we do. Go and do whatever mad stuff you want. Go absolutely nuts. Um, great. Okay. I think there was one more question and then we can call it a night. So. Manchester is seeing a lot of the new... Oh, are they call, we're calling them the Venga boys, are we? Okay. Out of line of sight shooting marines. Mortars and D-cannons. Are we moving to an out of line of sight meta? And how, if anything, would it shape your list going forward? Just bend over and take it. That's my plan. Run knights. Don't give a shit about mortars. They might give a shit about the rest of it, to be fair. Yeah. The assassin. Well, yeah, to be fair, because the assassin can that the calendar's assassin comes in um three plus d six inches away. So if you roll okay, it normally comes in four or five inches away from your opponent. That's very difficult to screen that out. Um yeah. And then then it's in combat. Then that doesn't matter at that point. Goodbye, mortars. Yeah. So, yeah, she, she she does not start on the board in that matchup though, <laughs> no. and neither does uh, as many knights as I can possibly get in reserve. Start in reserve. <laughs> yeah, that's and then I reserve the rest of them on turn one with the strap. Yeah, nice. transports and deep striking though I think would be the solution. Yeah, Paul has put transport for days. Paul, you're not going to run any transports though, are you? Go on, take two land raiders for your terminators. Be a hero. Do it. <laughs> yes, Absolutely, do it. Do it. Strat um, reserve. I mean, it's free now, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't think I, I wasn't planning on. I was expecting to face loads of mortars. Uh, I wasn't expecting the Venger bus, but um, I'm just going to start my crew hounds off the table, yeah. and that's that's about it. Or, you know, 49 inches away from the corner <laughs> of the ruin. <laughs> oh, yeah, Vic, we're we're getting serious with calendars. Yeah, 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 you've really missed this. Yeah, we're 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 deep in the woods of very very astute tactical discussion here yeah we are talking about desolation squads mate uh we're trying to work out trying to work out our way through the sort of our but yeah they are fair and balanced i completely agree it's funny because <laughs> the initial reads that everyone had on them 
apart from the people who are taking them to Manchester, apparently, was that <laughs> they just weren't quite there. Yeah, I um, agree. People didn't seem sold on them at the time. I, I, I are anti-tank guns was... are not ignore line of sight, are they? No. No, no, no. No, imagine uh, if it was a Dark Lance that ignores the I think the bit that we all kind of missed is that Dark Angels are already real fucking good. And, <laughs> but, but they do have a chapter tactic, and you don't normally yeah. think about it unless you yeah, charge yeah. the Terminators. But it's plus one to hit if they didn't move. Yeah. Suddenly, you're hitting on threes again, and that's right. not awful. I was doing, when I was looking at them, I was running the math on fours. I was like, do you take a chapter master with them? Fuck, there's a lot of stuff I'd rather put Chapter Master on. Maybe not yeah. a Dark Angels, because you might have a Chaplain or something like that. So it's it's weird, and you might not even step them out of cover into some matchups. You might just take them for the non-line of sight, which is wild for their points cost. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it'll be I, really I interesting. I hope I play up into that it. Guard matchup, doesn't it? It just means that Guard are in Guard who have been demonstrating they're quite good mm. are now suddenly in a position where all of their infantry bodies need to be very careful in terms of where they are and how they position. Um, in so a transport or dead. <laughs> in a transport or dead. Or, you know, use transhuman and then medic them back or something. I don't know. They got they got some stuff. They can they yeah. can defend themselves a little bit, but it's yeah, I mean I'm not adapting too much for it. I think with GSC I've got things I can do to mitigate. Um, <laughs> that is that is a compelling argument. <laughs> yeah, and Paul has said if you compare them to heavy heavy hell blasters, which as we know have been all over the meta the whole time throughout ninth edition, heavy hell blasters, uh, they are definitely good though. I think I think in Dark Angels with a plus one to hit cancels them out. It's relevant, but anything you can do to have good cover is going to mitigate it to a large extent, mm -hmm. right? If you can boost cover in any way, so GSC I can boost one unit to a, effectively a three up, which is then a two up. Um, with the artillery boost to cover as well. So there's going to be one unit on the board they can't put a massive dent in. Um, and then it's just being as durable as you can and then delivering the rest as well as you can and hoping I... that they're a bad player. So there's always that chance. Right? <laughs> I'm really interested to see if they're picked up anywhere else because I think UKTC has some of the lowest um, terrain that you can stand in because um, a lot of the ruins are just L ruins, whereas a mm. lot of places, if you're playing on Games Workshop, you've got this massive perspex bases yeah. coming in, really yeah. ugly terrain. Uh, if you're playing WTC, they tend to have, from what I've you know played on WTC, they often have um, bigger bases on, and also line of sight blocking with windows on the ground floor, so you can edge on. Um, mm. I think UKTC is po posed to really be bent over by these, yes. and that's something that I hadn't really considered yeah. in comparison mm -hmm. to other terrain formats. It's so the maybe fact, it's we'll the fact as well that if you're, if you're standing on any of the middle L's yes. to get the cover, you're then visible. So you're, getting, yeah. windows, you're shot by everything else. I'm a huge yeah. fan of windows on the ground floor, but this is like the one time I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, I wish I had a bit of cover on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah to into. And it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, well, Manchester's going to give us some data on this, right? I, I do think there's a real risk that if you overtech into artillery, you don't have enough stuff to actually just have presence on the board and push out, but it's all going to depend how much damage they do and whether it compensates so much that it's it's worth having. I, I don't even know if it'll give us any information because I haven't looked at all the Dark Angels lists, but I think it's just the really good players are taking them and I expect them to win all so their games anyway. They'll win all their games so, anyway. Like, yeah. yeah, it's... It'll be... I, I really want to play into it. I hope I get... Yeah, me too. A, and, like... Dark Angels is an awful matchup for my list, so I'm just saying I really hope that I go at best four and one, but <laughs> I, I want to puzzle out how it works. And, yeah, um, need to see it, yeah. right? Start working out what the output levels are and what it can do. Great, okay. I think that's all the questions. I don't think anyone has... Yeah, we haven't got any, any chat questions to deal with, so 
I think we can wrap up there. This has been our first ever live version of that six plus plus. Oh yeah, I don't know how loud it is for everyone else, but that is so loud. It's for so us. loud. It's just so oppressively loud. Um, thank you so much. I'm a little bit bowled over how many people have watched and commented. It's we hit amazing. a high of 32. Yeah, that, that's so. genuinely a lot of people, and it's been really nice seeing people joking around and having fun. Um, some very fun moments. I really enjoyed um, Ed's extremely reasonable dialogue with Ollie. That was a fun moment. Uh, and I really <laughs> Ollie is the most sane Warhammer player. Yeah, yeah. For him. yeah, exactly. And Lane, Lane, Ollie, Laney's I am in favour of overreacting as well, I think. There's this, <laughs> the, the very DNA of the community uh was was sort of spoken to in that moment and it's really really nice so thanks so much oh thank you Vic. that's really lovely to say as well thanks swissly yeah oh, and oh, thank man. you swissly was the free votan patrol a dud or a mistake that's fine isn't it should we that should what that should be we should definitely make the community vote on someone taking a votan plug-in patrol list to a gt and seeing how it gets on i've I'd, i will volunteer to do it i will i will take some i will definitely oh if you if you want to fuck around with Votan, can you yeah. play the best sisters list, which is uh, doesn't have many sisters because you can put the free uh, patrol in. So you just take like two units of bike, two land fortresses, as much Votan as you can, and you play sisters for the secondaries. Um, <laughs> I, I I wrote it. Hold on, I've got a sisters list that I wrote here. I really hope I haven't deleted it. Give me two seconds because I wrote this when Arcs of Omen came out, um, and I think I just put in like the sisters good stuff. Uh, yeah, here we go. Sis sisters v one. Let me just open this up. So uh, I did have to take 1,200 points of sisters um, oh. because I, I limited to just one land fortress. I think they're too expensive, but you could go more mean. Um, but yeah, it's like the Forge Master, it's the Warriors, it's two squads of Pioneers, um, and then it's the land fortress as well. And you're like, yeah, I'll take some sister stuff as well. Sister's good stuff. What are you going to do? Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll amazing. send you that if you want to run it. At, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a go. I'll absolutely run Sisters and Votan. Why not? We can do it. Who has Sisters? Oh, uh, well, Ma Martin, my mate, also does. Oh, I don't yeah. think I'd like to run Sisters at some stage because they, they mm. seem very cool. Um, so that was us saying goodbye. We're not good at these things, right? Yeah. You know, we, we, we were trying to say goodbye. It cuts out after two we hours. Just had a lot of fun. So. Ollie, thank you for the lovely comment. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> you and me, we're having a thing. Uh, I hope you're at Manchester. <laughs> I'll take you to my Airbnb. I've rented. <laughs> I've rented a camper van, so uh, we get oh, hammered. Wow. Were you actually in Manchester? Yeah, oh, it was 35 quid. Uh, I was like, this is better than, you know, a room in someone else's house. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the budget Airbnb, yeah, and like it. uh, yeah, it'll be good. Can you drive it to the venue? No, but you could <laughs> okay. have it driven somewhere if you booked it for a week. Um, uh, I was okay. like, you know what? I'm not ready for that commitment. No, that's fair enough. They won't let you drive it. No. Was something I, I wouldn't let with someone. It, sorry, not a camper have a van. Six plus plus tour bus one day that takes yeah, us oh, from, yeah. takes us from GT yeah. to GT. Yeah, 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 Exactly. I think that'd be really funny. Yes, that's one for the future. Uh, we mm. just need to just need a couple more super chats and then we'll be able to yeah. end our tour bus. And we uh, call and it the Vengabus. Yeah, we do also need to end this broadcast. We're going to go now, but guys, uh, thank you so much for watching. It's been absolute, an absolute blast. Really, really fun to do. And we will see you all again next time.